Hello, everybody, and welcome back. What is this, Suzanne? Our third episode? Our third episode. All right, you're back with me, Aretha Adams, City Manager of Heath, and Suzanne Brooke, our Communications Director. We are excited to be on episode three and chat with you guys today about a couple of things that are going on around Heath. Yes, we are. So... The two probably highest profile projects, construction projects that we have going on right now are Hubbard Drive and Rabbit Ridge. And I'll circle back to those in a minute. But the one that we do every year is what we call our annual street paving. And that's where we get out and we attack all the streets throughout our city and in our neighborhoods. We prioritize a list every year. The council over the last four years has given about $400,000 annually. And it's really been a great way for us to maintain our infrastructure in in all of the neighborhoods throughout the city of Heath. It is. It's a great commitment from the council down to the staff who actually implement it and the contractors that help them. And we've noticed the improvements in our own neighborhood, and we're so grateful because a lot of our neighborhoods are established, and that's what we love about Heath, but that concrete does fail. Kudos to the council for dedicating that level of funding every year. Whenever we come and ask for an increase, they see the benefit and they know the need that we have throughout the community. So absolutely, kudos to them for that and to our public works team who manages that project. They do a fantastic job. Um, so I want to circle back a little bit to Rabbit Ridge and Hubbard Drive. You know, Hubbard Drive has been closed since October. We had to take emergency action to close down the bridge because the culvert underneath was failing. There was some real concern that if heavy truck or bus or something went over that bridge that it could fail at any moment. So it did have to get closed. And of course, that was accelerated by severe weather. Absolutely. Multiple severe weather incidents. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for pointing that out. But since October, we've gotten with the developer. We accelerated the timeline of the project. And actual construction and work started really happening over there around December, January, when we got through those bad weather months. And it's rocking and rolling right now. We are truly hoping to be finished probably by mid to late June. We are, you know, behind the original schedule, but some things have happened. Supply chain, supply chain. Everybody knows that buzzword since Um, COVID, right? Weather and labor. (laughs) All of those things. But the culvert is in. It's beautiful. The road is out. They're starting to put new materials down. So bear with us. We know it's a headache to all of our folks out in Antigua Bay. We just want to give you a big shout out and a thank you for your patience. But we are coming along. The contractors are out there working hard. Correct. And the city at the very first town hall meeting with the residents when this occurred made a strong commitment to keeping the citizens updated and you may already be following it but on the website there's a section dedicated to a weekly update on the Hubbard Bridge Repair Project and by Friday every week we've posted what occurred that week, what was accomplished and what's ahead. That's right. Yeah so make sure you go to our website and check that out if you need any additional details on what's going on there. And then we have Rabbit Ridge going in on the other side of town. And that project is it's a lot of concrete on the ground right now. In addition to that road project, we're doing some water lines out there as well. We had a few homes that were still on RCH. So we cut off that water line and connected them to the city. So those are just some of the construction things that we have going on. So whether you've seen it around town or you've just heard about it, just know that we're behind the 
these things. We're working. We're making sure that we have quality, reliable infrastructure for all of our residents and everyone who visits. Correct. And in our next segment, I'm going to be introducing a new employee to everybody, Suzanne. And so we'll go a little bit deeper into the construction projects at that time. We hit water pretty heavy the last couple of episodes, but on the website from the front page, there is a link to a page now dedicated to anything about water, any restrictions that may be coming. Um, You can find presentations made to council to help them make good, educated decisions about allocating funding for future expansion and resources. So that's another resource. We can't say it enough. Please follow the city at HeathTX.com. We do everything possible to get the information to you. Yes, I'm so glad you brought up water because it's getting hotter. And we've been talking about water for the past couple of months to the public here at the city. As Suzanne mentioned, go on the website. There are presentations that were presented last month by our public works director that really talks about what our water infrastructure is, what we need to do to conserve going forward, and some things, some benefits and some tools that we're going to try to implement to help water conservation be more natural for the city of Heath. But I just want to kind of throw out some numbers. I'm going to nerd out for a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I like numbers. Our water superintendent, who was our very first guest on the podcast. Larry. uh, Larry, yes, he's great. So every day he sends me the numbers of what we pull in from Rockwall through our water line and then what the actual demand from our residents was. And so over the past month, we've been anywhere as low as 0.84 million gallons of water demand. And then we are now kind of creeping up over that 2 million mark. But on average, we've been around one, one and a half million a day. So we're still in good shape. You know, we're still just a little bit over 2 million. But I want everyone to keep in mind that our daily maximum limit on water from the city of Rockwall, who we buy our water from, is 6 million gallons per day. Now that, of course, sounds like a far cry from the 2 million that we're pulling in right now. or that our citizens are demanding right now. But remember, last summer, we went into water restrictions because we not only exceeded that 6 million, we almost got to 7 million gallons per day of demand from our residents. And that happens most summers, not where it gets that high, but it always gets significantly higher than it is in the winter in the spring. So just be careful of that very gradual creep that all of a sudden, when you hit the end of May and June and July, you see that significant increase in your water bill because that water usage has creeped up without you really realizing it. Right. Correct. And like Larry pointed out, you need a lot less water for your lawn than you may think. So being an educated homeowner, property owner helps you save money and keep your landscape look beautiful and contribute to the greater cause of conserving that finite resource. Hello. Today we have a new employee that I want to introduce all of you to. I'm going to let him introduce himself because I always seem to butcher his last name. It's easy to butcher. My name's Matthew Holzaffel, Matt for short. Holzaffel is a very tough German name, so I usually just skip that and go straight to Matt. All right. So, Matt, what do you do for the city of Heath, and how long have you been with us? I've been here a fairly short time. I'm the new public works director for the city of Heath. And as public works director, uh, we basically look over 
over the city infrastructure, the streets, the water and sanitary sewer mains, the drainage systems, elevated tanks, pump stations, and things of that nature, as well as parks and city buildings like this city hall and so forth. So are you telling me you're not busy enough? I'm <laughs> plenty busy. There's Infrastructure is good job security because uh, we need it to serve the citizens of Heath or any community. And uh, it's always getting old and breaking. So we're always in the process of building new and renewal and building additional capacity. Yeah, well, you guys are very busy. You have a lot to do. But since you've gotten here, I have to say you've been doing a fantastic job. Anyone who looks around agrees with me. So, And I know you've heard that from more than me. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what role you play with some of the construction that goes on around town. Today's hot topic on the podcast, we talked a little bit about construction. And so I know that we have a CIP manager now, but you all work very closely together. What's your role in some of the construction that's going on around town? Well, I provide a lot of the technical expertise. Some of the questions regarding construction projects get a little bit on the technical side, such as reviewing concrete submittals. Is the concrete the contractor pouring on a roadway projects, for instance, the correct strength has the, the right amount of cement in it, is being poured at the, the proper slump and things of that nature. So I provide technical expertise to the CIP manager for those technical issues that arise typically on any sort of construction project. Oh, that's great. It sounds like it goes hand in hand. So what projects are going on right now around town that you're most involved in that you can give us a little insight on? Well, there's a number of roadway projects. Uh, one is the Hubbard Drive project. That's a big uh, CIP roadway, but it's not just roadway. It involves drainage and water line improvements as well. Also, the Rabbit Ridge Phase 2 project is going on, and that's very similar. has drainage and a major water line being constructed with that paving project project as well. We also have our annual street repair project. Uh, The city of Heath does not have really a a street department to speak of. So most of our repair is done with an annual contract and that's underway right now. So we're working our way through a list of various places throughout the city of Heath that need street repairs. Okay, so about how many streets do we repair every year in that annual contract? It's a lot of different locations. As far as number of streets, it's probably an excess of 60 to 80 streets and various locations. Some streets will have numerous locations, uh, everything from a small pothole to whole sections of the street if there's been a large failure of some sort. So we kind of just prioritize them. Uh, Certain areas of the city, the older areas of the city, obviously get the most attention because those streets are older and probably in a worse uh, condition. And obviously the newer areas of the city get less attention because they're new and, and just don't have the problems that the older areas have. So I want to circle back for a second, Matt. You spoke to water lines being a significant part of our roadway projects. You specifically mentioned Hubbard and Rabbit Ridge. What are the water line updates that are happening in conjunction with those road projects? Well, Hubbard Drive, there's a 18-inch diameter, fairly large diameter water main being constructed with that roadway project. It's part of our master plan. One of the things we look at is we have a master plan for the entire city of Heath for the water and sewer systems. So as roadway projects are scheduled and implemented, we look at those master plans and try and build out the full-sized water mains that we eventually will need to support the city of Heath build-out population. For Hubbard Drive, for instance, it had an old six-inch water main. 
we replaced that with a 18 inch diameter, obviously a large increase. That's significant. Yeah. It is, but it's this is the time to do it because you don't want to tear up new roadways uh, later on down the road, putting in underground infrastructure. So we try and take a proactive approach and schedule those uh, improvements when we do the paving project. So it can all be done at once. So we inconvenience the citizens only one time instead of multiple times over a course of years. And it also leads to a better, more economical pricing for the city of Heath. Oh, that's a wonderful approach. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. So Matt, before you go, I want to know, you've only been here for a short while, but what do you enjoy most about Heath so far? I love working with the employees of the city of Heath. I'm very impressed with their professionalism and their care and customer service to the citizens of Heath. And I really enjoy the people of Heath. They're very educated population that take a lot of interest and involvement in their city. And it's really nice to interact with the citizens of the city of Heath. Well, thank you so much, Matt. It was a pleasure having you. Glad to be here. It's time for today's business update segment. All right. So we have two businesses this week that we want to talk about. We're excited. So two new businesses that have come online. If you haven't been, you have to not walk, but run there and check them Mm -hmm. out. The first one is 5013. Have you been, Suzanne? Yes. It's it's amazing. Isn't it so cute? It's precious. So if you're wondering what 5013 means, as soon as you walk in, you'll figure it out. It's about the stars on the flag that we have 50 states now, but once there were only 13, it's just so cool. It's super patriotic in there. Listen, I'm going to, this is my personal Aretha recommendation. Have the bacon biscuit and get the raspberry jam and put on it. Oh my gosh, it's delicious. Yum. But within the coffee shop, there's a little store that's just precious. It's patriotic. It's also got community spirit things. And it's just staged so adorably. You've got to go. It's right there. So as soon as you're driving into town past Shepherd Highlands, it's right there on the corner in that new Southridge development. I think the actual signage says the corner. So it's right there on the corner. Right in front of uh, Standard Service. Yes, yes. Our second business that we wanted to highlight today is the Blue Koi Japanese Bistro. They just opened a few days ago. People are flocking over there. Have you had a chance to get over there yet? We haven't gone since they've opened, but a few weeks ago I was peering through the window and it was just so pretty. Yeah, the way they made such an intimate like um, atmosphere in there, it's super cute. Yeah, very elegant. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to try it out. I haven't gotten a chance to go over there yet. but Well, they have on the menu one of your favorites, the Bento Box Lunch. Oh. Oh, yes. I love a good bento box, (laughs) especially with sushi. All right. Well, again, get out to 5013 and Blue Koi as soon as you can and let us know how you like it. All right. So, Suzanne, we've made it to our Just for Fun segment. I think it's my favorite segment. I think it's mine, too, actually. But I want to give you a huge shout out for pulling off such a successful Heart of Heath this year. It's always successful, but this year it was record breaking. It sure was. And my shout out goes to our event board, our volunteers, public safety, public works, everyone who helps us make it happen. But we did. We were sweating the weather. 
and it turned our way. Yes. And we ended up with a record registration of 391 runners and walkers who brought their cheering family and yes. friends. So it was just a really fun, Lots fun of morning. smiling faces, even though they were tired crossing that finish line. They were, but we even had some runners who were training for the Boston Marathon come. How cool. Yeah. I did not know that. And then we also have lots of four-legged runners. Yes, we're going to have always. to start an award category for them. <laughs> always. That's awesome. Okay, so Suzanne, next up in our Just for Fun category, I want to get everyone to mark their calendars from May 18th because they can all come out and have pizza with a public safety officer at Gianni's from 6 to 7.30. Our guys take community engagement so seriously. They want to get to know you. They want you to get to know them. They want to have a positive relationship with everyone in the community. So bring out your kids, bring out your family, grab some pizza. Gianni's pizza is delicious. It's by the, the way. Best. Yes, it is. It's DPS's treat, by the way. They're treating you to pizza, a cold drink, and conversation. And Chief Siri will be there, Captain Morgan, Captain Rowan, and all their officers. It's just a great, great night. Absolutely. So we hope to see you there. Don't forget, May 18th at Gianni's from 6 to 7.30 p.m. See you there. Suzanne. We have a new segment to announce. Are you excited? I am. It's called Let's Hear From You. So we were asking folks in the first two episodes, hey, please write in if you have any questions, comments, whatever. We'll give you a shout out. We'll talk about it on the next podcast. And here we are. And we got a question. So I'm going to point it to you. The question that we got, and we keep getting it. It's on Facebook. The question is, when will the city present the 4th of July parade? Right. And we'll be publishing this soon. And it's a good question because two years ago, July 4th fell on a Sunday. So we had the parade on Saturday, had a lot of good response from that and led off the holiday weekend with the parade again on Saturday. But this year we are returning to the official July 4th date. Yay! The City of Heath parade will be on Tuesday, July 4th. That's right. So mark your calendars. It will not be over the weekend. It will not be on Monday. It will be on Tuesday, July 4th. And more information will be coming later in May, but registration will be required. It's been a long-standing tradition that, hey, get up, I want to go be in the parade. But it, safety, logistics, we will have online registration this year and it will be required. Yes, we've grown so much over the years. The parade started out as one thing and it's just ballooned and ballooned and gotten so popular, really. So this is really just a public safety measure, a proper planning measure. So we know it's going to be different for a lot of folks, something that you've never had to deal with with the city of Heath before, but we promise to try to make the process as painless as possible. So just stay tuned to our socials and to our website. That registration will be dropping about a month before the parade date. Correct. And it will still be free though. That's right. That's right. That's a good point. Thank you for that question to all of the folks on Facebook who were asking about the parade. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, anything you want to send our way, please send that to sbrook at heathtx.com. You can find that spelling down down below in the links. And while we're at it, we did have some good comments that just really uplifted us. We had some oh, good absolutely. shout outs with our first episode and we won't lie, we've been a little nervous. We have not done this before. That's right. Um, but we, So we want to give a shout out back to our residents like Jenny Knox, Parker Hall, and a new resident who actually came out and helped us at Heart of Heath, Stacey Korn. 
Yes. Thank you. Thank you all. We loved reading your comments. We we just we love the feedback. You know, if you remember from the first episode, the whole purpose of this is for us to connect and bring information directly to you and to engage with the citizens in a different, more current way. So thank you guys for engaging with us right back. We appreciate it. So that brings us to the end of episode three. It just keeps getting more and more fun. It is fun. Yeah. So, hey, keep engaging, keep connecting, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.